0: You know, we're wrapping up the year, and all things considered, and I hope it's not controversial to say this. I think it's been a pretty good year. <laughs> uh, I have, I, I, as as they say, I jest, of course. Uh, it's I've seen like a lot of like memes, you know, memes, where people are saying like, "Wow, it's been you know quite a dumpster fire, quite whatever," and I agree, but like literally not trying to like be funny or like me it's been a rough it's been a rough year i would say for a lot of people but i'm glad that it's over because apparently on january 1st it's all gonna be done and we're gonna we're gonna be done and not in 2020 new game plus
1: if for some reason we wake up on new year's and it's just 2020 again they just roll the calendar back i will i don't i will run out of the room screaming
0: but you have all your gear and experience points yeah. So you're going to be able to like, you're going to be able to blow through like until April within the first few days. So I think, I don't know it, to me, like when I know where all the bosses are, so like, you know, stock market collapses, current incoming, uh, it will make me really enjoy January and February knowing that like, okay, I've got two months until all this sort of goes down. It's very like, what was it? Infamous two. There was like a constant cl- countdown until something came and, and attacked you. You know what I'm talking about?
1: infamous or mass effect
0: i mean i guess both but infamous
1: i have to say that's what that's one of the glaring holes in my backlog but i played the one for playstation 4 which was fine it was fine the, the one yeah, that yeah, came yeah. out like right when it came out but I, I never played the other ones um they haven't come out with a remaster of that have they no
0: no uh here's the thing in my memory they're pretty good <laughs> i mean I, I remember them fondly but i don't know how well they would maybe hold up today i remember how it looked when you were aiming your lightning powers, your your guy held his arms up, like, really big and wide, Um, and I always thought that that was kind of fun, but it it falls into one of those, like, the sort of moral choice systems that I think a lot of games have sort of grown out of, where it's just sort of very black and white about, are you a saint that goes around curing illnesses, or are you literally, like, riding a bike over children's necks you know what i'm saying like then there's like really no middle ground and there's no reason to d- sort of be in the middle you know where it's like are you going to be because that game those games are your powers are tied to if you're a good guy or a bad guy right so like there's no reason to be a good guy sometimes and a bad guy other times you're either always horrible or always pretty good
1: but and, and like to be honest the horrible options are all are, are just like who you can't like like <laughs> with a good conscience pick them Right, it's like, do you want to electrocute a hundred people in this
0: city? It's like, no, I don't. But <laughs> those games are pretty good, and and, uh, and Prototype. Remember that?
1: I've never played Prototype. It's
0: basically like Infamous, but instead of having letting you choose to be a good guy or a bad guy, you are always a bad guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, if we're really going to talk about where I need to like fill my backlog holes, we're going to talk about like early PlayStation Three. Uh, kind of world like that sure. was not the place where i was the most active in the gaming sphere
0: sure sure have you ever it's like a, kind of like an indie game uh do you know what's called uncharted
1: 1 it's a little game yeah i heard that little or
0: game. i mean I, I think a few years later was uncharted 2 do you know that one it's like you're on a train for a lot of it
1: yeah that one's or, better than the third one i heard right
0: yeah as someone who played all f- four of them this year yeah three is fine two is also fine one is also fine the good one is four <laughs> I'll I'll come out and say it. I'm sure <laughs> oh, no. it, it, and I think context is important obviously for when these games came out. Um uh, so obviously they were really good then, but I would say they maybe don't hold up super well now, but that's just because old games are old.
1: Yeah, they are. And I know we were talking a lot about old games right now and the fact that 2020 sucked. But you know what 2020 didn't suck in. Uh,
0: I, I, there were a lot of good games that came out.
1: Video games, you're right. Like it was it was a banger of a year for video games i think it
0: really was like i'm thinking of the best games that came out this year marvel's avengers um
1: cyberpunk if we're going that, cyberpunk
0: on my xbox one quantum (laughs) break edition uh what else what else what else uh i guess just those two huh
1: yep the best games of the year book it
0: yeah well but we're not contrarians here is this, sh- this is not a contrarian show Justin. this is hitbox Welcome to episode number 22 of hitbox we have but one more episode this year and then we're going to be in 2021 which again as we said new game plus no it's so, not. don't
1: don't don't put that energy into no, the world i know i know
0: i know the vaccines are being distributed uh it's like the end of um what's the zombie movie that was like surprisingly good zombie land uh z wait uh world war z you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Like, the second half of that movie is, like, surprisingly very Yeah, toxic. it's like a horror anyway, movie, oddly enough, about zombies. They ran out and of money. A,
1: yeah, so they made it a yeah. horror movie. That's odd.
0: Yeah, so anyway. But I want to talk about video games. I do, I do, because this is sort of our wrap-up year, uh, our, our year in review, if you will. And next week, we're going to be talking about our game of the year, <sighs> game of the years for uh, 2020, and those are all games that came out this year. But this episode, we want to focus on the games that came out in years past, um, or future, we don't know uh, about it's. It's not. I don't know about yeah. time travel yet. Um, isn't, this is this not Quantum Break? <laughs> Famous time traveling game. But anyway, um, so we're going to talk about some some good games that came out that we did play uh, in the year 2020, but didn't come out in 2020. Before we get to that, though, what are you? What are you playing at the moment?
1: So the thing I am playing at the moment. Uh, is uh, Smash Brothers. Because did ah. you hear they have a new character coming out, sort of, kind of, but it's actually out?
0: Yeah, so Elena refers to him as Sweaty Rock because that's how she remembers it. <laughs> and I think that that's very fun. Um, I have not I've not unlocked him. I assume you have?
1: Yeah, it's kind of... I don't understand this whole marketing uh, <laughs> angle they're taking with uh, this character. So they uh, released... A special Sephiroth challenge uh, game that has you it's like you click start when you when you open the game up and there's like easy, normal, and hard that you can choose from in difficulty levels, and then you just have to beat him and even if you beat him on easy, you unlock him as a character, but he's not technically mm-hmm. released as a character yet. It's just like early access sort of Do you have to buy that to have that opportunity? Uh, you to unlock them, you have to have the Challenger pack or the character. Oh well, I guess maybe it's the Challenger pack. I have the Challenger pack bought, so I don't know if you can just buy them individually and play that. But gotta it, gotta it, gotta. Got you still it. have to buy it, and then like it's not officially released yet. Like you don't get the Spirit challenges, um, mm-hmm. until what is that? I believe it's the twenty second.
0: Yeah, this it's next week. Yeah, Monday, so I mean it's think? coming
1: up soon, but like it just doesn't. I <laughs> don't understand why they did that. Yeah, it's
0: kind of weird because it's it's almost like. The people who want this are just gonna buy it and get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know anyone who is a big Smash player that would be like, yeah, I'm just gonna wait because it's too hard, <laughs> right? You know, or or whatever. But I think it's cool. I think yeah. I think it definitely. I have heard more about Sephiroth coming to Smash than I've heard about other other characters, and I think, for I mean, for a handful of reasons. One, it's Sephiroth, and he's Sephiroth. But then also, I think. I saw a lot of people tweeting about, you know, unlocking him and whatever on these these different challenges. But is he
1: good? Have you played as him? Is oh he yeah, he's really good. So he hits hard. Uh he yeah. has a good mix of projectiles and uh kind of up close attacks. And the range on that sword is ridiculous.
0: Well, I mean, it's such a big sword.
1: Right. And it, it's the like when you're on the battlefield map and you're like below like on the base level and someone's standing mm-hmm. up on that third tier above you, your sword like reaches above that. Oh gosh! Like is ridiculous. Is it a hitbox name drop? It is a hitbox name drop. Um, no, like no,
0: like, I'm like literally asking, like when his sword is is poking through the the top, is it? Does it have a hitbox name drop?
1: Yeah, 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 it does. Okay. Like it hits it hits the person, and then like even like when you do the down smash on things, like the sword goes underneath mm-hmm. the yeah. oh, the platform. Uh, so that even works as like a little extra thing. I am enjoying the character. Uh the only thing I'm not enjoying is how easy it was to unlock which seems like a, like a dumb thing to complain about.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. But I I think it I think it adds something to the overall experience.
1: That is true. So what else? Anything else? Uh I uh, Cyberpunk has been the the other thing that I've been um playing about uh playing a lot uh and I think we can talk a little bit more about that later, but I am a little bit higher on it than I was last week. Yeah, uh, for sure um and I don't you know, I don't think it's it's one of the best, greatest games ever, but I am enjoying my time with it.
0: Interesting. I'm I am excited to talk about that as well because I've also been playing Cyberpunk and I would agree that I'm a little bit higher on it than last week, but that's because I'm playing it on an Xbox Series X baby. <gasps> I'm playing it on I'm playing on that next gen shit.
1: That the next and, uh, gen ping pong levitating machine.
0: Let me say, let me say about the ping pong hole, uh, or like the, the top of it. Mm. Yep, yeah, am not going to call it that again. Yeah, okay. I, I, as soon as I said it, I heard it. Um, <laughs> speaking of cyberpunk, uh, oh god! <laughs> um, but but it gets hot. The it is blowing some air out there. I don't think it could lift a ping pong ball, but it does get hot. But it is a really cool console. The UI is the exact same as the Xbox One that's fine enough. Setting it up, it was super easy, whatever.
1: Um, and just to jump in real quick on that, yeah. I think it's okay because they fixed, uh, in an update, uh, late, like this year, they fixed what the UI was for the Xbox. Yes, you know, a place I agree. Where it's I not like the like old a lot one. Better. Yeah, the old yeah. one was horrible. And if it was that, if they just copy and paste that over, I'd hit my head. But I do like their new interface a ton more than the old one.
0: And uh, so you've been playing on a PS5 for the past month or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I mean, you know this. I've never been one for like frame rates or like high resolutions or anything like that. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 60 frames per second is insane. Along with um, 4K. So I have a, I talked about this a few, I mean, several months ago when I bought a new TV. I bought a new TV for video games so that I had a really nice refresh rate and so that I could play games in 4K. And again, I, I said this when I got the TV. I thought I knew what games looked like. I mean, Assassin's Creed is so pretty on this, on this TV along on the series X and it runs so well and it looks so nice. And it's just like, it is so different in a way that is like not immediately noticeable, but it's the kind of thing. And you've spoken to this a little bit as well. If I had to go back to playing it at half the frames, I would be like, Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, the the Series X is a cool machine. Something else that I I that is a feature that I didn't know I wanted until I have it, and now I will never not want it is the quick resume stuff. That's cool, man. So like I go I can go from playing Assassin's Creed to playing Cyberpunk to playing Yakuza to playing whatever immediately, instantly, without having to go to ma- like menu screens and and whatever. It's it's. Pretty sweet. And it was a feature that I kind of always thought, like, how many games are you playing at one time? Like, why do you need that? I mean, I'm playing max two, but I'm never switching in between them, like, really quickly. And then, oh, now I am.
1: Because it's there. I-, I think that's one thing I wish the PlayStation 5 had. Like, they have the easy, like, resume, like, they for the one game, but, like, mm-hmm. all of the games that you're playing. Yes. Well, that's the whole thing. I-,
0: I was like, I got the Series X sort of on a whim, but I was like, I, I will need this eventually might as well grab it now and uh now that i've been playing it i have not stopped like every night like i haven't turned my ps4 on in a week and a half or so just because i've just been like cranking out Assassin's creed cranking out cyberpunk and started yakuza uh, Yakuza (laughs) 7 like a like a dragon uh, for and those of you who is,
1: are not watching yeah. this, which is no one but us, uh, he put his his like peace sign over his eye, like a dragon. Yeah. That's oh, he what, did double peace signs now.
0: When Elena and I play, I've been playing it like with her. Anytime we win a battle, we go like a dragon.
1: Let's get tiring after the random encounter number fifty on your way to your goal.
0: Well, she's been she. We play games and she falls asleep a lot, and so I'm like like a dragon, and she goes in her sleep. <laughs> it's it's actually very sweet, but uh, it's a good game. I can't believe I was so hesitant. I I mean the only problem I have with it is sometimes I would like to play the game, you know, where it's like so much cutscenes and whatever. I'm to the part if you're wondering, uh, where spoilers for this game for the first like two and a half hours of this game, um, I am at the homeless encampment.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. So uh, I with that. I agree with you because that was one of the initial things I was kind of like you're playing a game like for like five seconds and then you're like watching a, an hour movie. It, yeah. it, the the gameplay picks up um, mm-hmm. uh, eventually. I figure as much. Uh, and there there's still those story moments that to take a good 30 to 45 minutes sometimes to get through. But once you get introduced to dungeons um, or sewer systems or whatever, uh, and there's just more random encounters on the street, and once you fill out your party, uh, with all four members, I think that definitely changes significantly. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, not to overstay this, but what are your yeah. thoughts on the battle system?
0: Oh, it's great! It's awesome. I I love. I I am well. Like I feel like a lot of people dislike turn-based combat. Like from what I've heard, a lot of people are like, "Yeah, I don't really like turn-based combat." I love it, and I think it's because I have a very, like, sweet spot in my heart for older Final Fantasy games, but it's like specifically 10 and whatever else. And then when they started sort of mixing it up, it's not necessarily my thing, but I I truly love it. And I like that. It feels like I've not gotten to the part where you're seeing the enemies look different. Yeah. You know that you described, but it's like, it's fun that this is just how this guy views the world as a, as a video game. And I think that it the fact that it's sort of like slightly in conversation with Dragon Quest and, you know, turn-based RPGs and stuff, Making it a turn-based RPG makes a lot of sense, but it's a good game. It's very sad. Elaine and I were like, "Oh, this is very sad." All this and, stuff that's happening to him, and
1: and that's the thing. Like with with Ichiban as like your main character. You look at the the box art, and that does not reflect the actual like heart and the drama that's going in with him yeah. as a person. He's a really great character. One of my favorite characters of this year, um, by far. Even though he has that kind of like dumb exterior, it almost seems like. But. Well,
0: it's it's not like he's dumb. He's just so optimistic, and he's so like. He believes that all these people are good and that's what's so heartbreaking about it because he just wants to be, I think he just wants to be accepted and he wants to be loved and he does this thing out of love for uh, the the boss. What's his name? Fuka, no. Kawikama. Kami, Kawikama. Uh, Arakawa. Arakawa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But like he he does all this out of love and then to not get that in return is like it's so interesting and I'm so excited to see where it goes but uh, yes I mean I'm enjoying it and, that and immensely. I,
1: the, the combat one of my critiques with it is at the very beginning of it it just is a lot of just like hitting 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 without much yeah. strategy but one of the last things I did when I played with it, I was just in like this sewer, this endless sewer dungeon that you can keep going down. And it gets harder and harder. And like the last bosses of like the level I was on, I like was legitimately using like buff spells and like a lot of my support stuff that I've never used up until this point um, yeah. other than just healing stuff. And it is a good combat system. And and of course, it, it makes sense. But it's such Dragon Quest Eleven, And I'm I, I, I'm definitely digging it. And I will get back to it sooner rather than later.
0: Makes me want to play Persona Five the Royal really bad. That makes me want to do that. Let's real quick just touch on Cyberpunk. So uh, now that I'm playing it on the Series X, I've had actually a really great experience with it. Uh, I had one crash to title screen, and it was last night when I opened the map and the amount of icons that it had to load. Brother, I hear you, my friend. <laughs> I would I, I would you. freak <laughs> out. I would freak out if I had to th- think of all those things as well. But uh, it's it's a better game than I was giving it credit for, but I still don't think it's very good. I think when I'm playing it moment to moment, I'm actually really enjoying it, but then when I put it down and I think about what it's telling me and, and how it all works, I think I like it less when I actually talk about it, but for whatever reason, when we're done here, I think I'm going to go play Cyberpunk.
1: Does that make sense? Oh, it, it, absolutely. I'm in the same place with you. I think... This game, I don't know if I said this last week or not on on the podcast, but this is a good game. I like it. Uh, it feels like I'm playing a game from like 2015 on yes. this level. Um, and it's not just the bugs, right? There are so many things right, that could have yes. been done better with this yeah. game that just are taking me back as I'm playing it. I'm like, I love these games. I love Fallout. I love playing those games, you know, Outer Outer Worlds. I love this stuff. And so that's why I'm kind of digging it and and even like looking and thinking about things. I'm like, maybe I do like this more than I'm giving it credit for. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's hard to compare it next to some things that are like amazing 2020 games and look at this game and be like, is it as good? And like uh, the the one thing I'm going to have to fight with uh, with myself before we talk about our game of the year stuff is do I like this game or Yakuza better? And I did not think after being so high in Yakuza that I would even have that conversation in my head.
0: A lot of people are talking and saying like, oh, it'll get fixed. You know, <laughs> they'll fix the bugs. They'll fix the stuff. And first of all, after just the news about what's going on with CD Projekt Red, part of me feels like, I don't know if they're going to be a company. <laughs> like, like, just to just to reference sort of what I'm talking about, uh, the, the literal New York Times <laughs> wrote this... Um, <laughs> The immediate future looks dark for cyberpunks makers, perhaps even darker than the future they built in night city. Refund requests are pouring in by the thousands lawyers and investors in Warsaw are circling the situation, contemplating a class action lawsuit against the company for potential criminal quote misrepresentation in order to receive financial benefits. End quote. According to a regulatory filing, many gamers are swearing off the playing cyberpunk entirely until the company fixes all the problems. And I mean, the, first of all, that makes me worried about the future of the company, if it, it and if it is going to still be around. My guess is maybe, depending on how many people actually return it and how much money they lose from all that. However, I, my problems are not the bugs, I, and I think we said this last week. The bugs are distracting and definitely immersion breaking, but it's not what I my problems with Cyberpunk. It's that like he, I gra- I started high school, graduated high school, started college graduated college while they worked on this game and it makes me like playing it i'm kind of like what were you doing this whole time like it plays like the outer world it feels like outer world or, or fallout or i mean even like a skyrim or whatever it's so surface level and i feel like that's the problem it's not the bugs the bugs aren't great you fix the bugs whatever fix the fix the xbox one pl- base playstation 4 port of the game version of the game that's not the problem. The problem is that the game itself is just not very deep. Does that make sense? And I yeah. think we said all this last week, but
1: yeah. And uh, I think the the problem with CD Projekt Red, I think they can they'll be able to deal with the returns and the loss yeah. of the consumers and the, even the 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 negativity about the consumers. But they have pissed off everyone oh, else. Yeah. Like I for PlayStation to basically be like, "Yep, we'll we'll honor your refund on this game." And and them... then
0: and then now they're like, "What game?"
1: Yeah, they literally <laughs> taking it off the store and stuff like that. Yeah. And then uh, uh Microsoft did the same thing uh, but n- I don't think they took it off the store.
0: No, it has a warning on it saying, don't buy this game, <laughs> which is wild. Yeah. It was on the front page of the the store when I, when I looked when it came out.
1: But I mean, basically with those games, like when they're doing like development on them, like and they're trying to get them passed for certification, they knew what the problems were and they went to Sony and Microsoft and said, it's going to be fine. We'll get it to work
0: and and they said uh, i don't have articles or anything in front of me to back this up but i remember it happening when i think someone like one of the like presidents of CD Project Red or someone high up said it runs really well on the base consoles that's wild <laughs> and and like it's just i don't know how how they experienced that game but it just is a lie because it doesn't it it doesn't i i played it on the Xbox 1 Quantum break edition and it didn't. It wasn't playable. It really was not. It's great on the Series X, but that is not an investment that most people are making or even have the opportunity to make. You know, I'm very fortunate that I can play this game, but there is truly no experience on the Xbox One that that Cyberpunk can provide. So it, it, I don't know. It
1: further proves that point that you shouldn't pre-order games.
0: I guess so, but it, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah,
1: granted, like, the company lying to your face saying this is going to work on there is a problem, but, like, people who pre-order this game for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, probably the numbers are so big that then CD Projekt Red is like, we can't just say no, and they should have. Yeah. This could have been solved if they're like, listen, we are going to be pushing the console versions back to this time. You can mm-hmm. choose to cancel your pre-orders if you want or not, and I get there's investors and stuff that are bigger than just these logical decisions that are made, but this game is reviewing well. Um, specifically because they were reviewing the PC version. And mm-hmm. this would be a completely different conversation. I think people would have appreciated this if they're like, we'll release it for what we have on the PC and we're gonna work until this time to fix the bugs and maybe even say the 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 words that it would probably be hard for investors or anyone to hear. We are canceling the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One versions.
0: Right, right. Because at the end of the day, I think the problem is not I mean the bu- the bugs and the issues and you know frame rate issues and whatever the way it runs those are big problems yes but i I think that people are most mad about the lack of transparency Mm -hmm. and the fact that they lied justin i'm tired of talking about cyberpunk i'm tired of hearing about cyberpunk i'm tired of dreaming about cyberpunk i want to talk about the games that we played this year that were good that, that that we really liked that did not come out this year the main, the, you know, the main topic of the show, if you will, probably what I'll title the episode after. Um, did you freeze or are you? No, I'm listening. I'm looking. What's interesting? You did something there called "Leaving Me to Die." Um, I was like waiting for someone to pick me up, someone to to throw me a rope. But uh, so let's let's talk about it. What are the best games that you played this year that did not come out in 2020?
1: One of the most anxiety-inducing things as a person who plays video games is the backlog, and like yes. having your backlogs quickly fill up with games that you want to play but you know you just don't have the time for. Uh, and I think one trying to stay updated with the conversation and like playing the new current games is hard enough, but then adding like these other games that you've missed or you haven't heard about, uh, mm-hmm. it, it you you quickly realize that there are hundreds of games that you need to go back and play and finish right and this year I played a ton of games from this backlog um and I some of them I I really didn't hear much of anything about and others of them I just can't you know just for whatever reason have not played them um yet so I I I want to kind of start talking about uh some of the better well actually no let's play some of the the games that i played that weren't necessarily the better ones ones that i i hadn't played for a specific reason and that would be a game Mm -hmm. like anthem which i played and i gotta say i kind of enjoyed it have you played anthem no so i'm i'm interested to hear i've seen a lot about
0: anthem but i'm interested to hear what exactly you got out of it because it seems like it's fun enough, but it it had some pretty big hangups. So what what exactly have you enjoyed out of it?
1: So I played this right before I bought Marvel's The Avengers. <laughs> yes, I remember that. And I'm laughing because both of these games probably have similar issues uh, mm-hmm. in the long run. Uh, but the thing I really liked about it was the combat system was great. The the flying around, the shooting, uh, the jumping into your oh God, what are they called? Not your your mech. Character. Iron Man suits. Yeah, your Iron Man suits. There's a name for them, but God only knows. Uh, Like that stuff was actually really fun and really polished. And uh, the actual like moment to moment story and gameplay is kind of weird because the story is mostly told through audio things as you're flying around, obviously. But there's also like your hub world, which you're in a first person mode that you walk around and talk to your friends and do missions for your friends and stuff. So not like completely opposite of destiny uh, in how that game kind of works in the format of that. But I did think there was more of, like, a connecting kind of story that I was listening to than Destiny. Where Destiny, I felt there's so much about, like, check your grimoire Uh, and, like, finding out what's going on with it. It was holding my hand a little bit more uh, in that first-person mode when I was talking to uh, the people. And Mm. it was, like, I I can understand if you were someone who was expecting to make this, to be this, like, a Destiny-like experience and you wanted to do all these crazy raids and stuff like that. And you get to the end of the game, and it's really just kind of repeating the same few missions. But isn't that what all these games are? Yes. And ultimately, like, isn't that, like, if your combat is good on these, isn't that the most important thing? Um, Yeah,
0: the loop. That's all it is.
1: And I I have to say, I, I was playing it, and I enjoyed it enough, and I did not hate it. And yeah, all the conversation about people I mean, hating it, or not hating it, being disappointed with it. I just don't know what people are expecting a lot of times with these games and and what they want from them. So I I played through that one, and I have to say it was better than I was anticipating.
0: I, I, I totally get that, and I'm glad that you got something out of it because... Um, the people at BioWare apparently really need to hear that <laughs> between, <laughs> they, Mass, they, between you being like Mass Effect Andromeda is the best one. And uh, <laughs> I really liked Anthem. I, I'm i sending this in an email to them uh, to just say, Hey, if if anything, my friend Justin really likes your games.
1: And they're, they're uh, probably going to be like, uh, oh, boy, that guy is delusion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I briefly touch on a game that I think is an excellent party game, but I bought in February and, I uh, didn't play it really with anyone else because of the state of the world. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's Ultimate Chicken Horse. Have you played Ultimate Chicken Horse? I, I have
1: played Ultimate Chicken Horse.
0: I think I may have actually played this game at your house with a at like a Christmas party or something like that. I think you played it
1: at a tournament.
0: <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> we played it at work, so that shows how hard we work. <laughs> um, but it is it is a game where... It's like horse, but for a platformer, horse, the basketball game, excuse me, but like a platformer where uh, each round you make it more and more difficult for you and your friends to uh, get to the end, like the end objective. And it's, it's really fun. And it's, it's the kind of party game that I really like because it is funny and it's also a game that there is a little bit of skill involved, but like basically anyone could pick it up And, and have some level of success and also be able to enjoy it in a way that is different than like if you and I were to play like injustice or something like that, where like I just wouldn't, I just couldn't, would not even try, but uh, it's a good game. It is a, it is a very good game.
1: What else you got? So I, I kind of came up with a list of, uh, of, Five games and then kind of like an outside game that I thought were kind of like the the cream of the crop games that I played this year. Uh, right. And the one on my outside of the list was The Division 2. Uh, okay. and, and the reason that was on the outside of my list was I was thinking about it like, and like, did I get crazy obsessed with this game? No. Did I, you know, think that this was the best type of these third-person looter shooters ever? No, I did not but I really enjoyed running around DC for going through that main story and doing all that stuff. I think the game is is if you are into those kind of looter shooters uh, and you want one that maybe has a little bit more contact, uh, content than Anthem, The Division 2 is perfect for you to play. And you can pick that game up. like I've seen it on sale for like 10 bucks. I was
0: going to say like $5. Yeah. Like that.
1: Like it just is ridiculous how, how cheap it is. And they came out with the Warlords of New York expansion this year, which was a pretty meaty expansion. Um, and that was initially like 40 or 30 dollars and i've seen mm-hmm. that also discounted to like 10 dollars so right right there's a lot of good content in there for uh someone if you want to play it And i think the game just isn't is, it shoots well and everything and it's it, it's a good feeling game sure sure uh but uh the the actual list came up uh i i made up with um a plague tale a plague's tale innocence days gone dragon quest 11 Final Fantasy VII, and The Outer Worlds were the games that I put on this list mm. as being my five standout games of this year.
0: You know, it's interesting. The only one of these that I've played is The Outer Worlds. And have we talked about The Outer Worlds and how great it is? We've, I,
1: I think we've talked about it probably in relation to Cyberpunk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we definitely did. Uh, I got that game. My brother gave it to me for Christmas last year. And I don't, I'm not really like a Fallout kind of guy. Like, I don't really love Fallout. But he's like, you know, just give it a try. That game's great. That game has so much charm and life to it. And it, it caught me like by surprise with how much I actually really, really uh, appreciated and liked that game.
1: The thing I really liked about it was the scope was much more focused than a lot yes. of those games can yes. be. And the story was much more at the at the front of it all. And I thought it was mm-hmm. a pretty okay story. Um, I'm not going to yeah. say it's going to win, like, the game of the year with best story, but...
0: But I thought that the side quests in there were interesting enough, and the fact that, you you know, you go to these different worlds, these different planets, and each... A lot of the side quests there are really specific to the problems of those specific people and and whatever else. And additionally, I thought that some of the crewmates that you have... I mean, um... Oh, gosh a, a poverty is one of like the my favorite characters that I interacted with in a game this year and I granted I, I played that game I think in January December and January I got it for Christmas um, but yeah it is it is just a delightful delightful game
1: and um <laughs> I think those side quests with those characters all the characters are great and that you like like I think like just those are fun relationships and they have fun backstories mm-hmm. uh, but I thought they're like I companion quests if we're going to compare this to mass effect those quests were like really strong with them and i thought those were some of the best like story uh building uh but there's one character that i did not uh at all um uh jive with and it was the robot i'm trying to look up its name the robot that was like already in your ship yeah sam did you did you mess with sam at all uh i definitely
0: did his or sorry it's like companion quest Like because I did because I remember I was going to go into the final, you know, the hey, you cannot proceed once you once you start this quest quest. And I remember in Mass Effect 2, I didn't do any of the companion quests. And guess who died? Everyone. Everyone. (laughs) Everyone. Literally everyone didn't understand that that was a thing. So I was like, I'm not making that mistake again. So then I went through and did all of them. I don't remember what their, their whole thing was.
1: Well, the I don't either because when I beat the game, it was like they gave you like what the the state of all of like your companions was. Yeah, yeah. And when they get to Sam, it's like Sam was never talked to and remains inactive on your ship. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> awesome. This is one of the funniest things. I'm like, oh wait, there's another companion I could have gotten. Uh, so that that was kind of a standout little moment for me with that. But it's funny, like they get like the appropriate type of humor. In uh yes. in what this game is like and it's just goofy. And I feel like going back to the cyberpunk comparison, the problems with Cyberpunk is its tone is just not where I'm at as a human being. <laughs> it's yeah. just very like angry and, and punky and like cool as one of the uh upgrade skills are. But so when they try to do something that's a little bit like tongue-in-cheek funny, it just feels so out of place in right. Cyberpunk. Whereas yeah. in the outer world, it's just the whole thing is just like fun and hilarious and parody to the to the nth degree and i really enjoyed that game so that's that's uh, one of the, the the big ones on my list another one yeah, that yeah, yeah. i never thought i would have liked but i kind of loved a lot and it might have been a time and a place because i played it when quarantine started um mm-hmm. i believe i started it during my spring break uh from teaching which is like legitimately when it went from being like yeah we're just gonna have an easy two weeks into spring break to well, everything's online now <laughs> yeah, um yeah so I was play I played Days Gone for the first time this year. Hmm. Okay. And that was something I was going to stay away from just, you know, I I'm usually, you know, uh, unapologetically a, a big Sony first party game fan. Like I will play mm-hmm. most any of these Sony first party games. But this one was when it came out, it was one of those divisive games that people either loved or hated and yeah. it, it I just did not pick it up when it came out, and I saw a deal that I could not turn down for $10 uh, to buy the game. So I oh, bought okay. it for $10. Oh, by the way, it's if you have PlayStation Plus, it's now free on the PlayStation 5 in their Greatest Hits catalog. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is even free. So like for those of you out there who are even on the fence and you have a PlayStation 5 and uh, a PS Plus, do it. Mm-hmm. And the game is, I think how when i, I critiqued I, i'm gonna pair a lot of these to cyberpunk <laughs> sure okay uh, that whole like edgy cyberpunk thing like yeah i don't like that and this game starts off where you're like basically from a motorcycle uh bike biker gang uh yeah. and the the character does have that kind of edginess to him at the beginning but once you start playing it it is like kind of zombie Grand Theft Auto almost and mm-hmm. how the whole thing is set up about how you have like your quests with a little like H for that person that you're going to and you're traveling around. But the story itself and the main story is like incredibly engaging. It kind of is all centered around um, you basically on uh, I'm going to get some of the, the specific names of these uh, wrong, but on like D-Day on like the first day when the zombies out uh, broke mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. Uh, you were trying to escape the city with your group. Uh, you had Boozer, which is your, your cool brother boy, bald brother boy, <laughs> who's all tattooed up. And then you have uh, your uh, love interest character. And you basically... Uh, find this helicopter that can take one more person and you give your girlfriend to that uh, on that helicopter, like take her, get her out of here. We'll stay back. And you and Boozer basically fight your way out of the city. But from that moment, you do not know what happened to your girlfriend. Hmm. And um, you're basically trying to find her. And I I forget the exact time, but it's called days gone because the whole story is set up with how many days gone it's been since the uh, outbreak started. Oh, cool! Cool. So I believe it's like seven hundred something is when when it starts. So it's almost like you know two plus years after that happened, and you're still Mm -hmm. like trying to find her and have hope that you're going to find her. Um, And then as you're doing all of that stuff, you start to unravel this whole plot. And by the way, this game is like the worst game to play during quarantine because the whole the way the outbreak started basically was that someone got this disease and they go to like a conference. (laughs) And they oh, spread, cool. they spread nice. the disease at this conference, and it just goes across the entire world at that point. So it was kind of like a really meta way to play this game. I was like, oh, this is how it all started. <laughs> right. Um, but the story was great, and uh, the main character you really start to to like, and uh, the I thought his motivations were engaging. the The gameplay itself. It's kind of it's kind of fine. It's just you know start a, a, a pretty basic shooter type of thing when you have your melee yeah. weapons and you're and you're doing this, but it is a zombie game, so you do have to scavenge for your materials and stuff. And it really gets weirdly interesting, but also a, a, a very sharp difficulty curve when you uh, yeah. suddenly start to fight the hordes, which <laughs> happens yeah. near the end of the game. And through the whole first part of the game, the hordes are basically like these um, in unstoppable. Uh, groups that you are told to avoid because if you even try to fight them you don't have the tools equipped to do it and you will die but by the time you get to the point where you're leveled up and you have all your weapons strong and you learn how to make basically uh, uh, napalm bombs to throw at them you take on your first horde Okay. and then the map opens up and it's like destroy the rest of them You don't. it's like optional stuff that you have to do but they label mm-hmm. them and you find them and you go and you basically have to do these really tense things when like Hundreds and hundreds of these zombies are chasing you. And it's very, like, nail-biting tension as you're doing these. There's one that's in the main story that you have to take down um, at, like, the sawmill, which is one that they showed at all the uh, E3 coverage and stuff about him doing that. And it's pretty accurate to what that's like when they were showing that um, about these things just chasing you and following you. And it, it, like, it really... I enjoy, I was engrossed with the story. I blazed through that in like three or four days, which is pretty significant because it's like a 40-hour game. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. But overall, it's great. It's fun. I I really recommend people play it. Uh, If you are a little bit interested in these uh, Sony uh, third-person kind of exploratory games, um, it's there on, on PS Plus, and I was taken aback with how much I enjoyed it.
0: You know it's funny. I confuse this game with Ride to Hell Retribution sometimes. I wonder you know why. that game? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like the whole biker thing. Yeah, um, and, and I've never played it, but uh, it sounds interesting. I remember the E3 trailer with the horde coming out of the sawmill thing. And I remember being like, whoa, that's
1: pretty cool. Yeah, one of the most tense stuff is that whenever you hear a horde, there's this, like, creepy music score that plays. And then, like, whenever you're just, like, walking, all of a sudden you hear that, you're like, oh, my God, where is that coming from? And, like, you start to, like, search for it. Uh, Specifically at the beginning of the game before you were a badass. But um, that was another game I played that I really enjoyed. Um, What else you got? Okay, so another game, I actually started playing it – in uh the year it came out so in uh 2019 uh but then i really got into it and played it a lot and and i haven't necessarily beat it yet but it is a great game that i recommend you play um specifically if you like yakuza like a dragon because it's the game it's based off of and it's dragon quest 11 sure Uh, sure that game is uh very very slow to start um, mm-hmm. Much like a lot of these uh, uh, Japanese RPGs uh, tend to be, but the actual like story, the characters you meet are all super interesting. Who you are, where you came from, uh, the the basically you are like the chosen one, and then you there's a coup, and you're basically going to be murdered. You're like a baby, and they're going to murder you as a baby because you're the chosen one. So then you're basically like thrown out into like the ocean, and and you're the the you're character who's taking care of you pushes you away and you're found by this nice little family that takes care of you and raises you as a normal human being you know yada 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 they find out where you are they burn down your town they kill everyone you know time for revenge okay and you slowly start uh, building man. the team together uh and when i say i beat this game but i didn't really beat this game i've said this before to you podcaster, a million people when i talk about this game this game legitimately ends like five times <laughs> yeah yeah, and then it keeps like just going and going and the final thing is like once you beat the final boss then you go back in time and you beat him again and then you find out that the final boss was really not the final boss so then there's this thing that's been following you the whole time that's the legit final boss and you have to be like level 99 in order to beat it and it's like that like final like Attrition level till like, I get to it, mm-hmm. so I haven't beat that other boss. I'm I think I'm at level 90. I think I could probably beat it now, but I've I've stopped playing it for so long that I've kind of forgotten about like my strats. You have to
0: like get back into the rhythm. Yeah. I have to
1: get back in the rhythm of it. Um, but if you're like in the Yakuza fight style and the in the systems and the combat, how how you manage your health and MP, um, the the general combat system is pretty much spot on. Uh, not not spot on, but very similar to. Yakuza which is pretty similar to Persona.
0: Yep. So yes. it,
1: if you're liking that, I think you would like that game too. It's
0: on Game Pass too, isn't it? It is
1: Persona? on Game Pass too yeah. this year. And it's the definitive edition which is the one that I played on Switch. Um Got it. and they did they did things like allow you to sprint faster. <laughs> you know, like little things like that that quality of huge, life stuff. Quality of life stuff and that's why I like something like uh Persona 5 Royal, um I almost am like to the point if I ever like pick up Persona 5 again, I might just go to Royal. And then play that version.
0: Yeah, yes, I have. Well, t- w- believe it or not, I'm going to talk about Persona Five what? on my list here. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think we can talk about that in a, in a little bit here. I know what you mean, and I. S- I think I agree with you, but go on. So, uh, continue because you're, we're almost, you're almost, yeah, almost, I have two, I have two yeah. more
1: on the, on the list. Uh, the other one, uh, I'm going to s- uh, stick with the JRPGs. This is like when I'm thinking of a backlog, this is like king of the backlog games for me. Um, final fantasy seven. I played through that game, not the remake, the original, yeah. the original on my switch. I played through that game, uh, this year for the first time. And, uh, I I have a lot of critiques about it sitting here from a 2020 perspective about the combat systems the things like that. Um, But realizing when this game came out and realizing how that game was at the time and that story as kind of weirdly convoluted as it was and how they told that story, uh, I think is awesome. And I totally understand why people love that game and they love those (laughs) characters. I think my problem with it is the characters you like are the ones you meet the earliest. And the other ones are just kind of like the end of the story, ancillary characters. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. really, uh, playing through the remake version of it really kind of like said, like, I don't really care if I don't see these other <laughs> characters. Like these are the only ones I really care about and like, anyway,
0: does it like, I, I saw that it was on a switch and it's been on sale on the switch. It's, it's always on sale on the switch. It's like $5. And I've always thought about like, I should pick this up and play because I've never played it before. Um, does it hold up at all? Because my worry, my worry is like I played Final Fantasy X remaster on the switch this year, and that held up because I had played it before, but I don't know if it necessarily would hold up to people who haven't. Does that make sense?
1: i think I think it does hold up better than Final Fantasy X on the switch because mm-hmm. of the turbo mode. That if you're ever yeah, like sick yeah. of like the grinding and stuff like that, you can just basically do it. So you start every battle with your limit breaks maxed out, um, and uh, you move like much faster. I think if I was just playing through the original version straight up, it would be it would have been much harder for me to get through because I'd have to grind more. I'd have to make sure my characters were like optimized and stuff like that. And I could have put that time into it, but that was my goal was not to necessarily. Um, do that my goal was to experience what final fantasy 7 was and the story was before i played the remake and sure. uh i feel that is i'm pr- uh, even though i didn't beat it like i, I guess was gonna say, you didn't beat it though, right no i beat it you did yeah but i didn't beat it like without using the limit break turbo uh, oh got like, it, got, it, got it got it got it thing. Um, uh, that counts but i still i still got through it it was funny because yeah. even with the limit break thing when i got to sephiroth at the end spoiler alert you fight sephiroth at the end of this game uh he beat me like several times <laughs> i Not had to like really. play that i had to play it, like three times and i was like damn it um because he had a couple moves that like wiped your whole party out but uh i i i would recommend if you liked final fantasy 7 remake and you like that story and where it goes um to prepare yourself for the sequels, whatever those look like, and even just to kind of relive and see like where that first game came from or the remake came from, mm-hmm. you should play it to at least experience the story. You can probably beat it, and this is going to sound like a big number to, to some people, like 20 hours with all the turbo mode stuff on. That's not so bad. In terms of a JRPG, right,
0: twenty hours is like this. So yeah,
1: and you can totally just mainline it too. And there's a bunch of side stuff and side activities that you can do. Um, I think I unlocked all of the of the characters, even the optional ones, just to have them and just see who they were and what their combat styles were like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can really mainline through the main story, and I think it's a it's a pretty interesting story. Um, but the remake does it so much better. Sure, sure. So what's your last game on this list here? My last game on this list. Uh, Is one that the biggest issue with this game uh, was the fact that I played it immediately after The Last of Us Part 2. Okay. And that was a game called A Plague's Tale Innocence.
0: Yeah, a 2020 simulator.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, and, yeah, go ahead. So this game I uh, came out in twenty nineteen, I believe, mm-hmm. and it was pretty highly rated and everything. Uh my brother in law said it's one of his favorite games of all time. Like it was one that he played it, uh, and then he actually purchased like the collector's edition version display on his like oh, no his kidding. like display because he liked it so much. So when he first found out I was playing it and was asking me about it, I was like, I don't know, man. This is kind of rough. It feels like an old game. Uh and it didn't feel like it was an old game. It, it felt like it was an old game, not because it felt like it was an old game, but because I went from literally playing The Last of Us Part Two, which is like the top pinnacle of everything from yes, animation yes. to, I think, game design to every other award it has been winning this year. Um, so oops on me for that one. So make sure you don't play it right after it. But it's basically a story about you and your little little brother who uh <laughs> a lot of this it seems to happen this way you're you're like royalty and basically these people come to your house and murder your parents and then you have oh. to escape your house and basically you are the older sister protecting your little brother who's like legitimately a child like you know like five six years old if that mm mm-hmm. And you're basically protecting him, and a lot of the uh, mechanics of the game have to do around you as the main character, spinning this little ball that can shoot out uh, different things, uh, like, different, like, uh, what do they call that? Alchemy spells of things. Oh, like cool. A dowser, a flame maker, like, you know, c- kind of basic stuff, but... Then the levels become these basic, like, puzzles about how to interact. Are you going to be killing all the guards? Are you going to try to stealthily go through the level? It's like a a more straight-line version of Dishonored, I think, mm-hmm. with how, how those little, like, areas work with getting through them and avoiding the guards and stuff like that. Um, and you have that typical thing when when you're you're playing in that first moment when your character kills someone it's like a big deal but then after that you start killing millions of people and it's <laughs> right, like right. whatever the, um, the
0: Tomb Raider uh,
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> conundrum yeah. and the game is pretty linear and it's pretty short probably about uh, 10 hours uh, to just go okay. through but the story is kind of cool it takes place uh, during uh, I'm gonna make up a date here but like when the uh, bubonic plague kind of thing in like the in, in uh, England Renaissance. the Renaissance kind of period kind of stuff uh and it's basically the whole thing about like where are these mysterious plagued rats coming from and there seems to be some reason why those people uh invaded your house at the beginning and guess what it wasn't your parents they were looking for it was someone else so then they're basically trying to track you down and you basically tag up with this like ragtag group of um Uh, orphans and misfits uh you find this castle that you take over and then it's basically like trying to survive while also um avoid these people who are clearly out to get uh your family um and it was just uh looking back on it by the time you got to the end of it it was a really good game really fun game uh -hmm. the 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 Final couple levels are when all the mechanics really start to work together, uh, and you you use, like, your your brother eventually gets, uh, like, some gameplay mechanics associated with his character, and you can choose to, like, send him places, leave him behind... Or, like, hold his hand. So it's like you can do stuff together, kind of leave him back. Uh, and by the end, when you're fighting the final the the final boss, because there is, like, you know, a video game final boss <laughs> end to this, it's yeah. really ridiculous. And you're using all of your powers and things that you get in the game. It, it works out really well. And the story itself is pretty cool, how it comes to a close, even with a little cliffhanger at the end. So there might be a sequel. Who knows? Oh. Uh, but I, I was shocked at how much I liked this game.
0: Dang. Dang. Is it, like okay so when i hear that you're hanging out with your little brother the whole time is it like an escort quest or is it kind of like how resident evil 4 does it where it's like go hide in the garbage can while i sort this out
1: uh resident evil 4 is even more escorty than i prefer in a game um but this one it's almost like (laughs) it's gonna sound dumb but it's like instead of like escorting him it's like when you are with your brother it's like you picked up a vehicle Oh, and so it gives you more options in like gameplay and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay, I see. Rather I see. rather than it being anything that you have to like worry about like protecting him and stuff.
0: Got it. That 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 makes sense. Uh, one of uh, the things so, I, do,
1: I do hate about the game though is that you whisper a lot and it's like an ASMR kind of thing because sure. it's like you're they're trying to whisper audibly so you can hear them. It's like come over here, please. Can you please <laughs> get over here? Okay, I'm coming over here. Great, that's great. You're coming over here. And that's like what half the game volume is at, and it's really annoying.
0: That was a problem in some of the Abbey sections in Last of Us Part 2 with Lev. Like,
1: yeah. Lev, get over here. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's like, they would hear you. Yeah. I, and I know, I know I'm being dumb, but it's like, <laughs> I I do, I do, I do totally get it. But um, So obviously you are recommending it here, but would you say that it's like, because it came out when, last year, right?
1: Yeah, I believe it was 2019. Let me just check, but.
0: Would that fit on like a top 10 list of that year?
1: It's hard for me to say looking... Uh, like, trying to look back to last year. I think last sure. year was a pretty, like, average year um, for, for yeah. games uh, in terms of ones that really stuck to the top. I think it could sneak in at the end. I, it's definitely not, like, one of my favorite games of all time, but, like, mm-hmm. I was... I, 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 it was on Game Pass. Worth picking up. I played yeah. it. Worth picking up, for sure. Specifically, like, thinking about You know, I I know that, you know, you like to play video games that have a good story. And I think this does have a good enough story with simple enough gameplay that does feel a little dated in comparison. Like the the beginning stealth sections are like the most like basic N64 stealth sections. It's like in uh, Ocarina of Time when you're trying to get to Zelda, (laughs) you know,
0: just going behind the guards. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. but uh, I definitely think there is uh, value to this game, and I totally understand why my brother in law would be like this. This game needs to be on my shelf.
0: Sure, sure, that makes sense. Uh, what what is like the collector edition? Just like a big rat. <laughs>
1: it's like a literal rat. He bought. It's, it's running around rat. the house.
0: <laughs> uh, can I can I talk about my, um, my my list here? Absolutely. All right. So the the first one I talk, I'm going in the order that I played them this year. Uh. And some of them need very little, I think, introduction or discussion, because you you know these games. Marvel's Spider-Man was so good, and I played it for the first time this year, uh, because I got my PS4 at the end of last year, and my friend Josh lent me his copy of it, and oh my gosh, that game is so good. And what's so interesting about it is it's like, the combat is fine, it's not great, it's fine, I thought the story is is pretty good, but not awesome, it's fine, Um, but the fact that like, I think that just moving around the world is so good and so satisfying and there's enough to explore and there's enough to see. And I think a lot of the side missions really make use of your powers in a way that makes it really interesting to actually explore that world. So I got a lot out of 100% completing that game just because there is so much interesting stuff going on. And I think that if you need a game, you know, we're talking about first-party Sony games. If you need a game that says, like, as an introduction to, hey, here's what video games can do and can be, I think you could go, you could, there are a few games you could recommend above this game, I think.
1: Uh, Um, Yeah, I I, I watched actually a fascinating, um, like, it wasn't quite a documentary, but it was the person who developed the web swinging in Spider-Man 2 the video game, oh yeah, playing for the first time the web swinging in this game, and oddly enough, a lot of those mechanics from that game uh, kind of carried over. Uh, not mechanics, the the ideas and systems, but obviously not to this level and like mm-hmm. to how great it is. And I think one of the greatest um, uh, compliments to give this game, I can't remember if there were any in the original one, but between the original and Miles Morales, I think I've fast traveled twice. And that's yes. only because uh, I had to for a story mission in Miles Morales, and I played through that game twice. And like the fact that you just want to instead of like when you see something that's like three thousand kilometers away in most video games, you're like, oh my god! But this one, it's like, I got this. <laughs> and, it just like, makes
0: it so fun and so interesting to do. And and I talking about games that came out this year, The Pathless. I don't know if you picked that one up. Uh, I, I reviewed that one for Dual Shockers, and it is it falls in a small category of games that like where the movement alone is extremely fun in a game that's already really good. Yeah, and so it's like the the games that I, I compared it to is like the Pathless, Spider-Man, and then uh, like Titanfall 2, where it's just like, I'm not gonna fast travel because I just, I'm just gonna get there. I'm gonna go. And it's, you know, most of those games don't have, I mean, Pathless and Titanfall don't have fast travel. But in Spider-Man, I, I don't think I ever did because why? Yeah. The, <laughs> it's so fun to just go and move and... and I mean, there is, like, so much to see, and there's so much detail in the world, and and I think that that's very cool. And it's a feeling that I don't get a lot in open-world games, because I, I typically get very overwhelmed. But with this game, I was like, I wanted to see everything I
1: had to offer. Oh, and, and there was so much little stuff to do, because you said you 100% did it, right? I did. So Much little stuff to do, but it really didn't feel like a chore as long as you were like kind of doing it along the way. Because there's also, whenever you're swinging, there's just always, oh, I gotta, I'll stop here for a sec, pick out his backpack, and then go to the next place. And then, right, that's it. the
0: whole thing. It's like catching stuff along the way, is I think what makes that game so great. And what, like, it, w- it was fun and not a chore to 100% it because of that reason. So, it's a good game. I, I would, you know, what I- I- this is uncontroversial, I'd recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> You can, you can get it uh on your PS5 if if that's your whole jam. If you got a bundle like I did from GameStop, go ahead, and plug that guy right in. Uh, <laughs> the next game, I know you have a lot of good things to say about it, and I actually never finished it in the way that I wanted to. Uh, it's Near Automata or Automata, however you want to say it. um I plan on finishing it in twenty twenty one because the Near Replicant is coming out. They that was pre- previewed at the Game Awards, and we've had trailers and stuff for a while and whatnot, but um which is the prequel to Nier Automata. And I really liked Nier Automata. Automata. I got the first ending, and then I started playing as uh, 9S. And then I fell off because other games came out and stuff. But uh, it's a good game. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it uh, asked a lot of questions about consciousness and humanity.
1: Yeah, what, for, what really got me to play this game was hearing the Giant Bomb crew uh, talk about it so positively in their game of the year discussions the year it came mm-hmm. out, and the stories that they were telling me with them uh, that they were telling me specifically. They came to my house; they were talking to me. No, <laughs> yeah. but the yeah. stories that they were talking about, like the little side quests and the characters you meet, are are where I was like, "This sounds really interesting." And then when you play that, like knowing that I heard where a lot of these stories are going, I think that only made me excited to play these moments because there are such great little characters moments throughout and the you're barely like halfway through if you started your I second, know. like i know the playthrough with uh uh 9s uh which the 9s playthrough is probably the worst one uh or the hardest one to get through because it's the same basic story just told again through a different perspective
0: yeah and there's differences in the
1: stories obviously but
0: mm-hmm. but it, you know what's interesting though it's like it's so weird that even describing it and talking about it is kind of like whack, or as they say in cyberpunk, excuse me, gonk. Um, just because like they say that a lot. Hella. You're looking at me like they don't. I actually, no, no, no.
1: I, I was just trying to think if I heard it, but I heard hella the other day.
0: Oh, yeah. That, and that's the thing that regular Americans say all the time. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like it's so like it's so whack and it's so weird, but in a way that is like accessible the heart you like gave me a hard sell on this game where you said okay the first time you play it it's not gonna make a lot of sense but then the second time you play it it's also not gonna make a lot of sense but the third time you say it things are gonna sort of connect and you're gonna go oh and um again i played through the first ending and then i started the second i didn't even i did not get very far uh but that was my experience when i was like okay i made a little bit of sense i'm intrigued though it's not the kind of thing where it's like so dense that it's like oh the point is that you don't understand it because i think okay go fuck off like <laughs> 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 i want to understand the games that i'm playing whatever you know but uh, it's not obtuse in that way but it sort of throws you into this world and it doesn't give you a lot of time to catch up because it's like you'll get there once you sort of experience this in in this way but it's a good game and i played it on your recommendation actually Oh,
1: I'm glad. Did, did you get the, the uh, achievement trophy for trying to look up her skirt?
0: I did not. So. I did not. Um, so my next game <laughs> is <laughs> uh, Firewatch. I played Firewatch on the Switch uh, with with Elena before we went camping, which was not the move because there's some scary stuff that happens in that game that I didn't know about. Um, but it is a, if you've not played it, a walking simulator where you play as this man Um who is like has this very traumatic thing happen to him in his life and so he basically quits his job and goes to work as a firewatch like outpost person at a national park and he gets into some spooky hijinks of things that go on in national parks that job sounds like good but i think if i had it i would be terrified all the time just in the middle of the wilderness just me and there's nothing like there's nothing scary about that other than my own brain, but like, you know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, I. So that game for like the very beginning, it just punches you in the face. And the reason yeah. why that guy takes the job is ridiculously sad. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it's in the first two minutes. You make some choices about about your wife, and and she gets like early onset dementia. And it's very very sad. Uh, and then it's like, and now time to play a video game. It's like, huh, now that I've paid my tears tax, thank you, Up. Yeah, and, um,
1: and I think the great thing about that beginning uh, is how that sets up such great context for your character and every yeah. little thing that that happens with it. And it, I think, you know, they, they mention it a few times throughout just to kind of get the backstory between you and Delilah mm-hmm. a little bit. But I, just the the reason you're there and the reason you've, excluded yourself to that degree is just it's so heartbreaking from the very start and you seem like this like nice fun guy but it's it it really gets you on that emotion I think from like the beginning for a game to just get you and punch you in the gut like that from the beginning
0: woo. I agree and I think that the the voice performances from both the guy whose voice actor I don't know off the top of my head and Sissy Jones, also featured in Call of the Sea, hit Xbox game, <laughs> um, I, I think is it's phenomenal. And I also think that so after we fin after Elaine and I finished the game, uh, I liked you know I liked to see what people thought of it because I was like I oh, was great, and a lot of people were really mad that oh uh, spoilers for the end of this game <laughs> go play it it's like it's like two three hours it's, it's a good game. Uh, so spoilers here on out for this game at the end you do not get to meet uh, Delilah and a bunch of people were like man it sucks I played the whole time and I was I was wanting to see this woman it's like you missed the point man it's not about actually seeing her and actually not seeing her is a much more satisfying ending than it all being okay and working out because both of you had this completely crazy experience where you both sort of found things out about each other that were maybe not so good and um I don't know if you can make a relationship work in eh, knowing the things that you know about each other and having this shared experience.
1: They ne- they needed but, each other.
0: They did in that in that moment in yeah, that exactly, summer or however exactly. long it was,
1: and, uh, and they, they and, needed each other then. But yeah, and if they would have like ended up being together, that would be strange. Defeats right, it's just
0: like. It it's the kind of thing where it's like I don't think you knew what you wanted out of this game, gamers, because it tells a really really good bittersweet story about how in life sometimes things don't work out. Remember the beginning of the game? <laughs> <laughs> Remember two hours ago? Whatever. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a it's a goodie. Um. Additionally, I I did like and I would recommend to you uh, Return of the Oberdin. I've talked about this on the show a, a little bit. It's a, it's a detective game that makes you actually engage with the actual game there are a lot of detective games that i've played because i am a fan of uh, sherlock holmes and and mystery and whatever where the solution is just given to you if you find all the clues it's just given to you uh, and return of the Din does not do that it sets it puts you on the ship and says figure out how all the all what happened to all 50 people or 60 people on this ship how'd they all die because here's a spoiler like, five of them lived. The rest are not... They, it didn't go well for them. <laughs> but um, it, it, it really, like... I, I think i read this about this. I don't remember who said this. You've got to really cherish it when you're playing it because there's no replay value. Because once you crack the code and, and you uncover the mystery and understand, like, oh, here's what happened here. It really, really... I mean it takes the punch out of replaying it, because the whole, you know, the whole idea of the game is uncovering the mystery and whatever. But it's a great game. And I think you would really like it. And it's on the Switch, and I played it on the Switch, and that's the perfect place for it. Um yeah. That's why Lucas Pope. He made Papers Please, if you know that game.
1: Yeah, the one the one reason I haven't played this game yet, because since you know, when it came out on the Switch too, that was like the the one thing I'm like, I gotta play this. Uh, yeah. I, I worry that the way I play games that if i don't have the time carved in my life to play through this game in a couple weeks if it even takes that long i will f- stop playing it and then be lost when i come back
0: yeah. yeah i guess that's true here's here's the the thing with the game too is that like you cannot look up any guides for it because if you look up one guide because the uh, if you have not listened to previous episodes where i've talked about this game you have to find out how the person like who the person is like, what their name is, how they died, and if they were killed by something or someone, who or what killed them, right? And if you look up, like, you get bits and pieces of information throughout the whole game, and so if you get, like, one person that you weren't supposed to get, like, early on, it totally busts the whole game open, because then it's like, oh, okay, they were here, okay, they were here, they were here, and, and so on and so on. But uh, I highly, highly recommend that game. It is a game for The Thinking Man. Oh yes, and yes, uh, so not me
1: mm-hmm, yes. oh, i I would see <laughs> I I but it. yeah i, 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 I definitely know. this is i I didn't mean to sound like I'm not going to play it, but like I just want to make sure it's a it's an experience that I'm focused on
0: yeah i I know what you mean. I feel like I'm talking about a lot of games here, but no, these I'll be are these these are all well. good
1: the, i could I could have talked about quantum break if I wanted to, That's and how true. that game was That's actually true. really good, and I liked it a lot. I, I could have talked about uh, you know, games like The Outer uh, Wilds, uh, if I wanted to. I, I-, 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 I could have spent time talking about that. Heck, I could have talked about uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest nope. uh, for the Nintendo Switch, uh, that technically was released this year for free, but it, is- it came out a long time ago. I, I-, I could have talked about that stuff.
0: Can I just say, and I know we're doing a little bit here, but that is an excellent title of video
1: game. I know, right? Diddy Kong Country Two,
0: Diddy Kong Kong Conquest, or whatever it is. That's it's so good. But um, I'll be brief about this one because we talked about this two weeks ago. Hey, play Celeste. It's so good. (laughs) It's really good. And I didn't know I was gonna like it. I picked it up to be like to to get a little taste test of the the Google Stadia. And I literally sat down and played it all in two sittings. So uh, it's a great game. Has a great message. I think every game should start with "You can do this." Just plain text on the screen. I would love that in Bloodborne. I would love that in Dark Souls. Would have loved that in Mortal Shell, which just didn't resonate with me so well this year. It's um, funny
1: you mentioned all those games because those games they basically put the the middle finger when they say "You are dead." <laughs> yeah, it's it's
0: like you're dead, idiot. <laughs> Why didn't you dodge it, idiot? Oh, I had no stamina. Why weren't you managing that better, idiot? <laughs> Thank you, Dark Souls. Um, Resident Evil Two Remake. Have you played it?
1: I have not. I have not. It it, it was. uh, uh, I'm probably saving that for my Halloween run next year. I'm sure it'll be on sale then. But that will definitely be my October one of my October things. Because for a while I've been I've been interested to do it. But you know, me and spooky games not the biggest fan because they give me anxiety.
0: I agree. Um, Elena and I played it for Halloween. And damn, that is a scary game. <laughs> I, it's, a, it's a scary game. Uh, it's a very well-made game. And I think that if I had played it last year, it would have been up there with some of the best games of the year. And it was a lot of people's game of the year. But it's, it's, it's really well-made. And to my understanding, I mean, Capcom is so weird about their release, like their releases. So, you know, we got remake of Resident Evil 3. And like it totally misses why the remake of Resident Evil 2 was good. Like, just, like, great atmosphere and an emphasis on survival, horror, and not action in the way that we've talked about to death about the Resident Evil games. And then you have Resident Evil 7, which is great, and we're getting the sequel, Resident Evil 8 Village, which also looks (laughs) great, and and it looks right up my alley. But, yeah,
1: I... Did did you play the mode where you were the tofu?
0: No, so to get the tofu mode, you have to, like, beat all of the so there's two stories and it's it's weird too because when you start it up you can pick you want to be leon or do you want to be uh claire redfield so it starts up and you pick whichever one you want to be and then um if you play the other person so elaine and i finished the one with leon and then we're like all right time to play claire and it's like a very similar game you go into like different rooms and like different story beats happen to you but like at the end of the day, it's the same areas really, and not that it loses its punch when it's when you know where you're going, but when you're familiar with the police station and like the lab facility and whatever, it becomes a little less scary because you're not just like blindly entering rooms and be like, ah shit, <laughs> like right. it's a little bit more. You have a plan better, but uh, to to get the tofu mode, you have to beat both of them. I think on, like A rank or S rank, and that's dependent on time and damage taken and all that kind of stuff, and i don't have i don't have
1: time for that when a game wants me to s rank something i say i will not yeah i i
0: I can't i don't i'm sorry games i'm sorry games i can't s rank things
1: i was legitimately willing to put the hours required to get the platinum in red dead 2 because i enjoyed that game so much when i was playing it but then when i looked back and you had to go through each mission and then get the three star s rank for them i was like
0: (laughs) yeah it's a nightmare absolutely not yeah so it's it's a great game scared me really bad uh i i kind of want to like i've wanted to go back and play through the entire entirety of the claire section but i think the the moment has passed so i think i might wait until next year to to halloween halloween time yeah Yeah. because it's a good it's a great game it really really is um i I just think that
1: what's that i think i own it too that's the bad you, part. I think you said that you did. I it's did, good. I it's, do it's own really it. Good. It was on sale, and I was like, hey, yeah, it's there.
0: I would I would highly recommend it. The last game I want to talk about here
1: is? is Persona 5. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Kotodama, the Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa.
0: Oh, I mean, we could talk about K- Kotodama, the Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa. You want to talk about it? Game of the year. Yeah, so Kotodama, the Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa is a, uh, what's that called? Boring? visual (laughs) it's a visual novel where the first character you meet uh i sent justin was like hey play this game it's two cents on the e-store and i was like all right and the first character you meet is your teacher and just like do you ever see people like there's like pictures have you ever seen an image of a woman and it's clear that the the person who drew it has never like doesn't understand how like t-shirts work (laughs) <laughs> the woman the woman is we- just wearing a regular ass outfit because she's a teacher. And like you can just see the entirety of her boobs in the outline and everything, in the shading. And it's like, that's not how shirts work. So that was the first experience I had with the game, and it got worse from there. Um, I put it down after about two hours when it ate my save data, and I said, Thank you, Kojodama, The Seven Mysteries of Fujisawa. Uh, I will not be returning to you.
1: <laughs> ten out of ten.
0: Ten out of ten, uh, a little too much <laughs> misogyny. Is that what that is? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a game that definitely exists. <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk about Persona Five for just a minute here?
1: <laughs> yes, you may.
0: Damn, that's a good game. Damn, that's a good game. Hey, I have not stopped thinking about Persona. I haven't. I played. I finished it in one uh, hundred and one hours. One hundred hours in one minute. Excuse me. And that's a good game right there. That is a very good game, and and I am excited in 2021 to play Persona 5 The Royal. It's just like, the characters are so interesting, the motiv- like the plot is so cool, it's just, it's a very fun game, and I think it scratched a particular itch, especially this year, uh, just with, you know, being stuck inside, and, and it sort of turned into like, alright, go hang out with your friends, it's like, wow, remember when we could do this? And even in the game... Some people, some background characters, were just wearing masks. And that is a true fantasy, now isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I wasn't expecting Persona to resonate with me in the way that it did, but I think through its visual style, through its gameplay style and and everything else, I think it is the perfect storm of things that all work really well for
1: me. When when you're playing this game, and I, I was thinking the same thing when I was playing Yakuza Like a Dragon, it really makes me want to go to Japan.
0: Oh yeah, and and they just freaking announced um Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. Land or whatever. Do you see that have you seen did you watch the video? Uh
1: I haven't watched that video, but I've watched videos of people eating the food there and I'm like, "Yes, I would like a strawberry Mario pancake hat."
0: Yeah, I would eat that. I would I would munch. But the it starts with uh Shigeru Miyamoto coming out of a little pipe and he goes, "Hi, I'm Shigeru Miyamoto's." Uh, Miyamoto. Mario's dad. And I think that's really Aww. funny. It's very sweet. That's yeah. adorable. And he like walks you through the park and everything. But yeah, it, ma- it makes me want to go to Japan. And it's funny, in, um, in Yakuza, all the signs are in like Japanese and stuff. And it's like, I can read some of them. And that's fun. And I'm like, what does that say? Hamburger. Ah, hamburger. They sell burgers there. <laughs> uh, it's, it's yeah, it is a... It's a really fun game and you know you were talking earlier about if you should just play persona five royal or not and personally i'm glad i am the kind of person who now that i have finished persona five regular i'm gonna make the time to play persona five royal does that make sense yeah whereas like apparently persona five royal the like makes sense in the context if you've played persona five i don't know what that means Uh, But I I think like you're, I'm making this up 100% whole cloth. But (laughs) from what I've heard, it sounds like it's almost like you're looking back at the year or something like that or whatever um, so that it makes sense contextually with why Persona 5 happens and then why also Persona 5 Royal happens. I also might be making that up because I might have read that wrong because I'm trying to avoid anything I can, everything I can about Persona 5 Royal because I really want to be surprised with it. I'm, I'm happy that I played the base version because this new one will be the base version and more. Whereas if you go opposite, if you play Persona 5 Royal, if you play the base version, it's going to be like, okay, well, they took away a bunch of features that I really liked that sort of made life a little bit easier. But I'm, I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't see myself going back and playing the original one after playing royal now maybe right. maybe once you play that and you say like it's really different you should do it i might continue with my save file and go but like i'm just looking at myself in the mirror and seeing how, how tired i look after sleeping like 12 hours last night but how tired <laughs> i look and then being like i cannot find 200 hours to play this game twice
0: <laughs> and that's the whole thing it's like as soon as i got done with it i was like wow i need more of that yeah and not i'm not like that, that's fine and well and if but if you if that doesn't resonate with you in that same way then there's no way that like you're gonna be like i need more you know yeah um because also i mean 100 hours this is a long time for a game that's a that's a yeah. long game I, I especially ha- when i thought it was wrapping up at about 75 i was like oh i'm kind of breezing through this <laughs> like breezing through it at 75 hours
1: but um, uh, That's what you should play Dragon Quest. I love it. <laughs> just, be, just because it is like one of those that you keep things wrapping it up. And then you're like, the people said this story takes 60 hours. What losers. And yeah. then you're like, oh, wait, no. Actually, I am behind the pace. <laughs>
0: Something I did appreciate about Persona, though, is that like you, you start to think, OK, we're sort of wrapping it up. I see, I see sort of how this is going. And then when the twists do come, it's like you can sort of see them coming in a way where you're like, Okay, well, they are trying to wrap this up, but it's not going to wrap up fully because of this or this or whatever. So it's um, it's great. It's very good. And I listen to the soundtrack on repeat still. And I bought, I pre-ordered some figures <laughs> that are coming out later in 2021 Ooh. for them. And I'm going to be very surprised when they show up at my door.
1: So what one of the reasons that I haven't gone back to Persona is because of the the scheduling of it and how I want to yeah. make sure that I'm doing it optimally and how mm-hmm. I can't just go in and kind of turn my brain off and play it. Like, the great thing about Like a Dragon is that I can just go in there, turn my brain off, hit A, and do some basic attacks while I'm walking to my next destination. I don't have to think about it very much. Yeah. Persona 5, I feel like I have to think about it to, like, get my optimal characters. And I, I'm pretty sure there's not a way that you can, like, get into a fail state because if you do miss one of your time things, you probably just start back a little bit for the... Uh, mind palaces correct
0: yeah if you mess it up it bumps you back like a week or something like that
1: yeah and so it's not like that would be a huge problem but i i am i i just want to do it the right way and make sure i get the most out of my conversations and schedule things correctly so that's kind of hurting me in that game and it does kind of hurt me with games in general and one game that is kind of also happening with me about is cyberpunk (laughs) because i i haven't made the decision if i want to platinum this game yet but if i do I don't want to play it twice. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I been, I looked at like what you have to do, and basically, it's forced me to like pick two skill trees. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to like use those skill trees, but if I want to get the platinum, I kind of have to. So I've just not been upgrading my character at all in that because <laughs> I don't want to use the skill points till I have enough to just save scum. And it's sure. made my all my interactions very basic with, like, combat in the world and stuff because I'm just saving everything. Not that I think some of these, like, upgrades are, like, hugely impactful in the early parts of the trees, but it's kind of ruining that for me.
0: I, I, I know what you mean, and and I see the comparison to Persona, but what I would say about Persona is that, like, a lot of that side stuff and those side activities are kind of like skill checks and just unlock other... Content. So, for example, if you want to progress your relationship with someone like Makoto or um Haru, you have to have like a certain level of like kindness or uh intelligence. And how do you get more intelligence? By studying. And you have a lot of this downtime, so it's kind of like, okay, well, what what are you trying to do? Are you trying to ha- hang out with these people? Are you trying to hang out with these people? Are you trying to learn this? Are you trying to learn that? Um, I understand, and I, I think that. It is very big and it's like, oh my gosh, how, would, how do I even comprehend all of this? But there were some systems in the game that I never even engaged with. For example, you can go watch movies. And I was always like, okay, it, it, up, it like randomly upgrades one of those skills or two of those skills. And I was always like, well, I don't want to bet on that to like, I would rather do something that I know is going to make me feel better with this certain thing rather than just sort of randomly do that. Or there are like video games you can buy and play that I never did because uh, it's just like, what exactly, what is that doing? You know, and I think it's just exploration, but I get it. I, I do get it. And there is a lot that it throws at you right off the bat.
1: Uh, and Cause I'm that FOMO gamer that if you told me that if I don't get my personality to this level, I'm not going to be friends with Anne, I'm going to be, I'm going to make sure that happens
0: right exactly and something else is that's tricky is there's like there are certain cutoff days for certain characters so basically you have to if you want to max out their confidant level you have to do it by this certain date otherwise they disappear forever
1: do they tell you that
0: they tell you that when you have like a month and that or so left with them
1: so is there enough time to do it
0: Let me. Okay, so they said they're gone forever. Oh my god. There are two. There are two characters that this happened with. One was this like, this politician guy who I didn't really care about. So I was like, yeah, okay, get out of here. But then there's a really great perk for uh, having maxing out your confidant status with the teacher, uh, where at night after you go to a palace, you cannot do activities. But if you get the teacher all the way to confidant level ten, you can do activities after you go to a palace. So it basically doubles the amount of like things you can do on certain days which is awesome however i was at like level eight with her and then i missed the deadline (gasps) and so i was like well fuck what did i even do that for like and i didn't realize that i I had sort of known but i didn't realize that hey the cutoff is coming up Mm -hmm. so abruptly but i have a question um, for you
1: so how does she how does she reinvigorate you your teacher to make you go out again after night
0: Justin, i don't don't what does she do she gives you
1: massages oh that's weird
0: she's like a well she's like a maid on the side because being a teacher as you may know is not like a super well-paying job um and and she also pays a lot of money to these people um because she there's like the whole story about like this kid one of her students died and she felt responsible so she gave them a bunch of money and all this stuff but yeah, thanks for making me say that. You're recorded. welcome. And that, and that, this is a game, and this is a game that I like. <laughs> I'll say this: I don't understand the people who are like, "Yeah, you got to have a relationship with the teacher." What's wrong with you? <laughs> and and I, maybe I don't remember. We definitely talked about this today. I don't know if we were recording or not, but talking about the difference between oh, it wasn't recorded, so this will be fun and out of context. But like, <laughs> there are certain games that I mean, there is the trope in a lot of anime stuff where it's like sexualizing high schoolers and and stuff like that right and persona the first palace in persona is fighting this teacher who is having relationships with students and that is awesome that they're saying hey this is bad but then immediately turn it around and they're like yeah you can date your teacher if you want but it's cool cause <laughs> she's a woman it's like come on dude or like the fact that you know they're saying hey sexualizing children is bad and this guy's a bad guy but then like The outfit that Anne is in in the palaces is like the skin tight leather, like BDSM outfit. It's it's not pink though. uh,
1: Red. Sorry,
0: you're right. My (sighs) end rant. It's just like (laughs) Persona. You were so close to like really being one of those games that I was like, no, but it's not. It's not gross anime stuff. And then it's like it is gross anime stuff sometimes though. So (laughs) the end. (laughs) <laughs> next thanks for joining us uh, is that is this a good place to wrap up i think so <laughs> wonderful thanks for joining us this week uh this episode is probably a little longer next week's episode is also probably going to be a, bit, a little bit longer but that's because we're just having first of all us a, a grand old time and then also because um i, I think there's a lot to talk about as, as the year wraps up next week obviously we are talking about our uh goatee which uh, i've been uh, some tending me a note card and it says uh, it's game of the year that makes sense ah, got it got it um, yes yeah, so so next year ne- ne- next year next week we're talking about uh, our games of the year that came out in 2020 i think
1: i wonder what it's going to be
0: i, I think that the first 10 minutes of the episode are going to be pretty cut and dry where we both go redacted, Katadama, redacted the
1: seven mysteries of fujizuwa 2
0: yes 2 the sequel we're very excited for that one as well uh, but uh if you wanted to you can follow us on twitter at HitboxPod pod or send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com and you can also share this podcast with a friend that'd be great follow us on spotify apple Podcasts. leave a review whatever really whatever wherever the spirit spirit takes you but thanks for listening you got anything to add justin <laughs>
1: no
0: Okay, all right. We'll always remember that old games are old. See you later.